Are you praying? What's happening? No. Oh, it's down there. My phone. Oh, looking like the Virgin Mary over there. Just looking down. Is that all you think the Virgin Mary looks like? <laughs> That's what she does. A woman looks looking down. down. <laughs> looks down on people. <laughs> Judging. Yeah. Except for Juan Diego. She doesn't look down on him. He cool. Welcome back to the Shaken Not Scared podcast. Here with you as always, your host, Eric and Vivi. Today we're going to be talking about the 2008 movie, The Strangers, directed by Brian Bertino. But before we get into that, how are you, Vivi? I'm in a good mood. Are you? Yeah. Why? We had a fun week. It was also stressful, but yes, it it's, was fun. It's only going to be <laughs> stressful from here on out for like the next month. We always talk about how stressful the next month's going to be. And, and it's it only never two weeks gets away. Better. We're also guessing on another show. That's sometime. true. Yeah. More so, to come on that one. My sister and one of my best friends threw me a surprise bachelorette party that Eric actually helped too. I was very surprised he was able to keep a secret that long. You said that I gave it away by not showering, which is such a random thing to It's just give things away. <laughs> you shower all the time, so when you did it, I was like, this is suspicious. I was so real and so good at hiding it that I was acting like it was actually going to happen and was sad when I realized we weren't actually going to go to dinner together. Yeah, so you tricked me by saying we were going to go to dinner together, but you were actually just dropping me off to my group of friends <laughs> at the restaurant. So that was fun because I thought we weren't going to be able to do one until after COVID. Yeah, you'd after saying COVID. It, And I'd be like, yeah, it's so sad. Yeah, it's so sad. sad. Yeah, Yessie and you had both told me that it was so hard when I was like, it's so sad, we'll do one after the wedding. <laughs> you were both like, Ugh, I can't say anything. <laughs> but how are you? I'm okay. We did a lot of craziness. On Thursday, we were on a live event with Nightmare on Fear Street where we talked about a ton of movies. We talked about tons of drinks that we had stayed up till 2, 3 a.m. Wednesday night to get done mm -hmm. for the show. But yeah, that was fun. They're really cool people. So I can't wait to talk to them again at some point in the future. Yeah, it was super fun. If you guys missed it, there is definitely links to it still on YouTube, on Facebook and Twitter. If you want yeah. to check it out, we'll yeah, post it, it somewhere. Is that all you got? I feel like I got so much going on and I can't think. We hit record and we forget. <laughs> we forget everything. It's, no. all, it's like all we know is fine dining and breathing and drinking. <laughs> and drinking. <laughs> fine drinking. What do you got for creepy content? We have a shit ton because of the show on Thursday. We did. I kind of liked that it forced us to watch things because we tend to push it to the back sometimes. They gave us a list of movies, so we divided them up to try and watch them. So I watched Tragedy Girls and Tigers Are Not Afraid. Both pretty good movies, two totally different vibes. If you're going for like a campy, not so serious, more fun horror movie, definitely watch Tragedy Girls. You said it was your favorite probably of all of them, right? Well, Just, other than the two that I did. Yeah, because it depends on the vibe you're going for. If you want some foreign international horror movie that's going to make you think, then there's definitely other ones on this list that do it better. But Tragedy Girls is basically about two teenage girls who capture a serial killer in their area because they're covering it on their blog and they're trying to make their blog blow up. I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> and then they continue the murders themselves and then report on them in order to make their um is it because their blog only does well because this was going on so their blog definitely blows up more as the murders become sensationalized so because they caught the guy they are also like don't get me wrong psycho killers okay i was like because they caught the guy they're just trying to look out for their show yeah so it's a fun one tons of references to other horror movies it knows what it is and doesn't try to be a super serious when did this movie come out let me look it up because the girl who plays negasonic teenage warhead is the oh. lead and then the girl who plays storm now is also the lead. So more recent then, probably like late 2010s? 2017, so a few years ago. And then the other film I watched was 
Tigers Are Not Afraid. It was directed by Isa Lopez, I believe. And it's definitely not a feel-good movie. <laughs> it is depicting the lives of children whose lives have been affected by gangs and things in Mexico. So their daily lives are pretty dark. Early on in the movie, the main characters are kids and their parents have been killed by these gangs and they're targeted by them. And then there's like an element of fantasy and how they survive. I feel like this movie just made me so sad. It's funny because you think of fantasy, you think it's going to be feel good, but it's it's like very that. reminiscent to me of Pan's Labyrinth and how... Even though it's shitty things happening. There's like still... mystical things happening, but it's still like really tragic for the kids. Yeah. It's it's a good movie. It's worth checking out. I think you should watch it too, actually. Tell me what you think because yeah. maybe you're going to be like, it's not that bad and you're just sentimental. Yeah. So then I also watched His House. His House was actually probably the better one of the two that I saw in terms of horror. His House is about a couple that leaves South Sudan. They move to, I believe it's Britain. And... In in a struggle to kind of fit in and escape their horrible past, they are haunted by it. The other one was Eve's Bayou. That one, I was a little unsure how it fit the horror genre. But then as I continued to watch it, there are themes of witches and like curses and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it's very subtle, though. It's not like the main focus of the movie. It's, it's pretty much a drama for the most part. There's an affair, some kids involved. One of them sees the affair going on. It's their dad. Traumatizing uh, in its own right. Yeah. The biggest thing is just like there's these things that the father had done, including the affair, including some situation with one of the sisters that one of the girls puts the curse and it does end pretty sad. But that one was pretty good, too. Together, we watched Fear Street Part 2 and part three what a month after they all came out yeah which isn't terrible i guess we could have been worse could have been watching it a year later that's true you were saying that we should probably cover more recent stuff so that people aren't bored so we could stay relevant yeah check it out though if you haven't seen it all three of them are on netflix you could probably binge all of them in what six hours yeah hours take each. a whole day we both also watched the devil's backbone by guillermo del toro i do love his work i don't think we've covered any of his films yet no, we should get around to it. What's his darkest film, do you know? His darkest film? It depends because I would say that this film and Pan's Labyrinth are dark because they deal with children during wartime. Crimson Peak is also dark because uh, you haven't seen it, right? Okay, I won't spoil it for you, but like it's got some like messed up elements too. Yeah. Hmm. Devil's Backbone was pretty messed up, but there's a lot of characters that are just trash. Trash. <laughs> yeah. We say that a lot about a lot of movies. And we just characters. think everyone's trash. Okay. Yeah. No, it was devastating because of so many reasons. <laughs> I can't even like get into it without completely analyzing the film. Yeah. Yeah. But essentially, I believe he said it was like his companion piece to Pan's Labyrinth, and it seemed like it was on Pan's Labyrinth. It is the rich military side of things, and this is more like the civilians, poor rebellion who like are affected in a different way. I don't know that it was actually scary. Though. It's not scary. I think it's called magical realism, mm -hmm. this type of genre where, and it, it was the same in Tigers Are Not Afraid, where ghosts are not seen as something scary, but the living help the dead get vengeance mm -hmm. on those who wrong them. And don't get me wrong, I love that idea. Love I love that. that if you were dead, you could like get vengeance on who killed you. Yeah. Maybe that's why it is such a like Latin American theme. Well, isn't the thought that purgatory is where ghosts are and so they're kind of like in this in between afterlife and current life and that's why they're ghosts you can't leave ghost land until you've finished kind of what, finish what you're supposed to do and in that's life. kind of what the guy is saying in the beginning and end of this film because you don't know who's speaking but then you figure out which character is the one that's dead and a ghost now but i think all those movies are worth checking out okay yeah so what are we drinking i think i'm gonna call it rejected proposal Ooh. <laughs> you actually suggested after watching it that we do something with roses because there is rose petals all over this movie this drink does not look like a horror movie drink mm -mm. it is the prettiest drink we've made so far it is essentially a l flower gimlet 
but I added rose lemonade for that rose taste. We tried to look up like rose syrup and like what we could make. That exists, Yeah, probably really hard to find. Last minute, yes. And then rose lemonade was available at Target. So it kind of makes it easier if you want to make this drink too. The rose lemonade is made with rose oil, so it still has that flavor. And we garnished it with rose petals. Huge disclaimer. Make sure it's edible rose petals, please. Do not use anything with pesticide. You can find rose petals dried up already on Amazon and things of that nature. Some are poisonous to people, so don't just go eating random rose petals, please. (laughs) Not to say that we think you'd do that, but we're just trying to cover ourselves here. People have eaten worse things. Well, that's on Mm. them. I didn't tell them to go do it. Tide Pods, really? Oh, I thought you were talking about (laughs) ass. Oh, that's fine sometimes. I mean, will it kill you? I don't know. Will it taste like shit? Probably. I don't know. Very literally. <laughs> Do you want to dry it? Sure. I think you're going to hate this drink. Oh, no. It's very sweet. It looks like I hate it. Okay. Disclaimer, because Eric's Another just going to hate it because it's sweet. An Eric disclaimer. This drink is good. It is a very summer drink. It's a very floral drink. Elderflower and rose petal. It tastes as floral. It does. There's also lime in it, which I feel I was like going to ask, what else is in there? Because it can taste some other things. Makes it citrusy. What would you rate it? Well, it's not horrible. I actually don't hate it, hate it. I'd give it two and a half. Yeah, I knew you were going to give it a two. <laughs> I actually really like it. So I think I'm going to give it a four. Awesome. I think most people would like this. I don't think like you're in the minority though, because I know there's like a lot of people who don't like sweet. They prefer savory for sure. I guess disclaimer again. Oh my God. The disclaimer (laughs) episode. The reason I don't like sweet drinks too is because I've for a long time went through like a health bend where I wasn't really eating a lot of sugary things. And I think that as a result, eating sugary things became like a bad taste in my mouth. So when I, I like don't really eat candy, I don't really eat a lot of sweet stuff. And when I do, I get really hot and I get sweaty and yeah, it gives me a headache and stuff. So yeah, I will say the older I get, the more sweet drinks immediately just give me a headache. It's not even a hangover. You don't even <laughs> get to enjoy being drunk. It's straight to headache. My head already hurts thinking about it. Just kidding. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. I'm just tired. I'm tired of this shit. Cool. It's a good drink. Cheers. Sure. <laughs> You're just being nice to me because you don't like it. I can't be the negative Nancy on the show. Why not? Someone told us that we're not fun to listen to because we don't disagree. We need to start fighting on mm. the show. Fuck you. This drink sucks. Thank you. That's all I wanted. <laughs> okay. You got fun facts for me then? Yeah. So there weren't very many fun, fun facts except for one very big one, which is kind of like the inspiration of this movie. But in order to get Liv Tyler to be scared and startled every time noises were made in this movie, which is super prominent throughout the whole film, mm-hmm. was like clanking and banging, was they would tell her, you know, hey, we're going to make a sound over here. And they'd make a sound in a completely different direction to startle her. That wouldn't work on me because I have a horrible... Like, I I can't hear very well. So I will always hear things and be like, it's coming from this direction. And you'll be like, absolutely not. It's right next to you. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Do not do well. I don't know. Because you'll be like, where did that come from? I'm like, the office. And you're like, it sounded like it's in the kitchen. I was like, no, it's definitely the office. Yeah, I cannot play sound. I don't know what it is. Bad depth perception. Probably all part of it, right? Is, Is that a thing that you do with your ears? Probably not. Depth perception is visual. Yeah, but yours help you balance and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I should look straight. it up. Yeah. But another thing that they did to get Liv Tyler to be genuine was that when she'd be in a panic, they would make her do strenuous physical exercise so that, you know, they'd make her run a lap around the scene or something like that. So that when they were going to film her in a panic or in shock, she's like genuinely out of breath and like actually uh-huh. can't talk and stuff. Yeah. I don't mean to be an asshole. Don't do something? No, not to you, to Liv Tyler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You were looking out the window. I was like, yeah, Eric there? turned around completely. <laughs> You're like, who are you going to be an asshole to? Like, are they outside? In our 
like this movie. Yeah. Do you think it's because she's not that great of an actress? And she can't like turn it on like that? I don't know. We were talking about how she's not really in a lot of very well-known things. No, she literally did the biggest film of probably the early 2000s or The Rings. That's true. You said she was in The Hulk. She was Betty Ross. And then this film, and I feel like I never saw her in anything else after that. One of my issues is that she's so monotone this entire film. Do you think it's because she's like a very delicate person maybe i mean i don't know if it's mean but do you think she's delicate or did you like see her as delicate because she played like the elf in Lord she of the plays Rings? a lot of delicate characters in the incredible hulk she's also like oh my god what was me it could just be the roles they put her in yeah too. i thought she did some fighting as the elf princess she did. i actually can't remember a lot she was of riding on a horse yeah, i was we... thinking of kate blanchett in lord of the rings are you thinking of the same kate characters blanchett is great yeah, she is. I love her so much. Yeah. Hella? Yeah, I love her. I literally have her on my leg. No, she's definitely the elf princess, Liv Tyler. I'm just saying I can't remember Lord of the Rings like that. She is the love interest of... The ring must be destroyed. Legolas? No. Oh. No, no, no. See, I don't remember anything. <laughs> we watched it like a couple <laughs> the months first ago. One or the second yeah. one? She's in the first one. Oh, well, unmemorable. Well, that's what I mean. Do you think it was because she was like... She's not good. Not that great. I don't know. I mean, she doesn't do horrible in this movie Ara Aragorn 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 I always think of the spider from Harry Potter I do too because <laughs> <laughs> it might be Aragorn from Lord of the Rings and then Aragorn is the spider from I know they don't know that that's his name they call him Strider the entire first wow Lord of the Rings tangent <laughs> sorry go back to your <laughs> the most guys. horrifying movie of all all right the houses in the opening scene were made to be themed after homes seen in more popular horror films such as Amityville Horror Elm Street and Halloween I don't know if you noticed that but I thought the exact same thing when that opening scene happens and you can see it kind of going through houses in the neighborhood one of them looks exactly like the halloween house oh nice no i didn't notice yeah. that and i was like oh that looks just like that but i didn't think that they did this on purpose and it looks like they did what was the main house supposed to be modeled after nothing they just nothing. found a random barn and wow they dropped the yeah. ball on the main <laughs> apparently they didn't even know what that barn looked like they like got, started they just filming were like, in we're it we're gonna film that barn showed up and didn't realize how big it actually was so it lended itself for more than they planned on yeah fair enough pretty cool several real life events including including the Manson family murders and the Keddy Cabin murders could have potentially inspired this movie. The Manson family murders, including the home invasion and murder of Sharon Tate and the Keddy Cabin, Cabin murders, <laughs> where four people were murdered in a resort in California, could have also inspired it because those murders have not been solved to this day and also in the motive. People think it's a combination of those two. The one that is claimed to be the inspiration, though, less interesting, is that director Brian Bertino says that as a kid, he was one time left alone. And at the time, people were going around the neighborhood knocking on doors and asking if anyone was home. And so he remembers the door being knocked on. He answered. They were like, is this per... What? Why do you keep looking outside? Oh, no. I'm just thinking, why would you answer? Oh, my You're God. A kid. I, I keep, keep making me think someone's out our window. Am I making you paranoid? Like, someone's out our window? <laughs> and it happens to be this movie that we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he answers. And he said, no. And they left. Didn't even, like, fight it. So it turns out... Tamara home? Tamara. Was it Tamara or Tamara? Because the subtitle said Tamara. I am pretty sure it's Tamara. Pretty sure too. That's a joke, right? Because I was like, who the fuck is named Tamara? And then you're like, I know somebody named Tamara. <laughs> I do. I used to talk to her so much every day. Yeah. We were best friends. He says that afterward he found out that there were a series of robberies in the neighborhood because people were checking to see if people were home. And if they didn't answer, they would break in. If they did answer, they wouldn't break in. So if it was the opposite from this film, obviously. But that left a mark on the director. And yeah. so he says that that's what inspired this. Yeah, I know the Manson family murders are very popular. I think the Keddie Cabin ones are less known. You were watching a documentary yesterday about that, right? Oh, yeah. There's definitely a ton of YouTubers and podcasts that have covered that case because it is pretty 
weird. So you could go check it out pretty much anywhere else. Do people think that really there was no motive or is there some belief? There are some suspects. It was a resort, so it was like a vacation situation. Two people who were in the cabin while the others were being murdered, like slept through the whole thing. So they're like, yeah, that's really suspicious. And they believe it was like some ex-partner of the woman who was murdered. How would you even disprove that the two people who quote unquote slept Well, they were kids. That doesn't mean shit. Kids are scary. Well, one of the suspects is the father of these kids and they think he didn't kill the kids, obviously, because they're his and just killed the mom and the friend of theirs. Weird. Yeah, there's a lot of good suspects, but yeah, I hope one day it gets solved and we find out who it is. That's so strange. I don't know how these cases work where there's an obvious motive answer to some of these and then you're like but you can't confirm say that yeah when you hear so many true crime cases you're kind of like how did they not get solved but now we have dna that can pretty much solve any case and back then it wasn't that simple it's always so crazy when you see a case from 30 40 years ago solved after some dna test on ancestry yeah and we done <laughs> ancestry so i said like about to find out my uncle was a murderer <laughs> yeah i was a murderer true story just kidding not yet well that's all i got yeah yeah were those good were those fun well they were definitely facts they were definitely facts <laughs> 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 so I think it's your turn to do the summary. Please do it under a minute because I don't feel like taking a shot. Okay. I am already drunk. She's going to take a shot. Oh, you're going to feel You're already drunk. Yeah. We drank wine while... No wonder your head hurts. Are you ready? Yeah. Traumatized look into the sky. Okay. Go. Cool. So a couple's driving home from a wedding. It sounds like one of them's crying. They, it turns out that they were, propo- they were doing a proposal thing. She said no. He's pissed. So he's like, what the hell? So he calls his friend, says, come pick me up. They are in this house, and then knocking happens at the door. There's a lady who's like, stammer home. And then they're like, no, you got the wrong house. So then events happen where they're kind of like, all right, well, he's like, you're out of cigarettes. He leaves. She stays home alone, and they start to intrude because she starts to see more and more of them. They go inside. He comes back, and she, uh, he doesn't believe that anything happened. They start to get attacked more and more. He goes outside. His car is messed up. They lock themselves in the room because they have a shotgun, so they're just waiting. The friend shows up that he called earlier. He gets he gets killed accidentally by the guy because they think it's someone at the door. They go outside because there's a radio in the barn. Guy goes outside, doesn't get the doesn't get <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, they, they end up getting captured because of things happening and then they all get killed and then these kids show up at the house and they spine the bodies and that's the end of the movie. You know, under one minute, but I know you made it because I started making faces like, please finish. <laughs> you almost didn't make it. Really? How much did I have left? You, you came in at a minute. Like, oh, good. Honestly, if I wanted to be picky, I could have been like, you didn't finish. Oh, yeah, I was don't like want to a job. minute and 0. 0.5 millimeters. Yeah, milliseconds. point nanosecond. <laughs> <laughs> Millimeters. Millimeters. That's not how we measure time. <laughs> we do if it's on a timeline. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that was, that was that. Do you have the actual description? Oh, man, of this I just threw my phone on But yes. I'm so pissed. Okay. The Strangers. Stranglers. Apparently the movie was also closely named The Faces. The Faces. Yeah. That's a creepy name, yeah. It's his review. Kristen and James are expecting a relaxing weekend at a family vacation home, but their stay turns out to be anything but peaceful. First, a mysterious and dangerous woman arrives at the door while James is out on an errand. When he returns, he accidentally kills his friend Mike, that escalated quickly, mistaking (laughs) him for an intruder. And then the real danger does show up in forms of three masked torturers leaving Kristen and James struggling for survival. That's a weird overview because mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that their weekend was peaceful in the beginning. No, there was, was no weekend. I didn't even know it was the weekend, first of all. Ready to home invade this movie? Yes. I want to say off the bat that 
I want to call this movie Lack of Common Sense, the movie. Boring, the movie. Now, I know that's going to make people upset because I've heard some people consider this the scariest movie ever. No. And that's because of the real element. <laughs> I disagree. Well, the real element is scary, mm-hmm. but this movie is boring. Yes. Don't get me wrong. There is some scenes where I'm like, I see where you were going with that. And I agree. But overall, I'm just like, what is happening? I don't understand the reason to waste so much time on a lot of unimportant scenes. So I think in reality, a home invasion would be fast. Mm -hmm. And they had to make this movie until an hour and 30 minutes. Add more things to it. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Make the people less annoying. But that's my initial (laughs) thoughts on it. You ready to dive in? You had seen it before. I'd never seen it. And I thought this movie was boring. I fell asleep. You did it on our first watch. I didn't notice. I did watch this in high school and I remember not loving it, but I thought going into it this time, I was like, I was younger then. Maybe I didn't appreciate a movie for what it was. This made me angry. Yeah, again, don't Their get me wrong. decisions made me angry. Home Invasion, yes, yeah, scary as fuck. I've always talked about it. People are scary. But several decisions in this movie could have led to them surviving one mm. or them just dying faster. Why drag this out, man? Yeah. Them not dying faster is just to imply that they're playing with them, but... Yeah, I definitely think that's a theme in this movie. Yeah. Anyway, you want to get into it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so the film opens on a title card that says that the film is inspired by true events and that 1.4 million violent crimes are committed against Americans each year. What does that even mean? You, you know. just looked it up as of now, 2019, and you said it's actually less. Yeah, 1.2 according to statistica.com. It also includes manslaughter, homicide, murder, rape, sexual assault, robbery. So it's pretty broad. So we start on that title card. We open on these kids. Looking through a crashed car window. Along with a 911 call. And I hate, even though it's fake, I hate hearing 911 calls. People in like the worst moments of their lives asking for help. It's Sometimes just, before the yeah, end of their lives. Exactly. Some Sometimes when they're about to commit the crimes. I don't like 911 calls. Do you remember when 9-11 happened? They would play people's audio and calls on the news. Why? It's pretty dark, yeah. It's pretty dark. Why did we live through this? No wonder we all have problems. Anyway. It's a real life horror story. We get flashes of what happened that night. We get the rose petals, the ring box. A gun on the counter. Blood spatters behind the victims on the wall. Right off the bat, we go in knowing that whatever happens that night, they don't survive it. And then we open on the couple that we later find out is Kristen and James. They're on their way back from a wedding. And it's very awkward in the car. You could tell they've just either had a fight or something because she is crying. He's not talking. And they get to the house where they're spending their, I guess, weekend at. It's a vacation home that used to belong to his parents. It's a really boring opening 20, what, 20, 15 minutes maybe? Because it's just this awkward connection between them two they're talking about well i had all this plan for you and there's petals all over the damn house and yeah it you're is you're gonna take a shower all right well let me chug this champagne bottle that was in the tub it is awkward because <laughs> you spend probably what the first 20 minutes like you said um trying to figure out why they're fighting you don't know why yet there's boring flashbacks to the wedding it's like yeah we know you were at the wedding why'd you do this flashback i think it's meant to imply that like they had an okay relationship but you said that this scene means that they weren't even together for a while they're acting very like new relationship The dude asks her to marry him. Dick move, by the way. Never fucking ask someone to marry you at someone else's wedding. Do you think he did it at the wedding? Well, he did it like outside. But say if she would have said... In the parking lot. Romantic. Say she would have said yes, though. And you know she would have run back in there like, oh my god. And I would have been like, here's the bill for the wedding that you just fucking ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Do you think anyone would care? Yes. Mm. You have the same group of friends. They're all going to be excited. Maybe they're like the random friends who got invited last minute and only got put on the table that's open. That's even fucking worse because it's like some stranger ruining your the, the true stranger. 
<laughs> the true horrific part of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I went into this thinking that maybe the character James was in on it. I was thinking like, wow, what a shitty way to say fuck you when someone tells you no for getting engaged. They're like, oh no, I don't want to get married. You're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna kill you tonight. I had two plans tonight. You decide how they go. <laughs> That'd be fucked. Is that a movie? No, we should make it, I guess. <laughs> From there, it's just a lot of that. Them being in the house. The rose petals again. He did a lot, obviously, planning on He obviously having... thought she was gonna say yes. So he calls his friend Mike. Mike. You were gonna say Dennis? Dennis. <laughs> he calls his friend Mike and is like, hey, things didn't go according to plan. I know you're drunk as shit, but come get me when you get a chance and tells her to sleep over. He'll leave so that's not awkward. But it's already awkward, dude. It's already awkward. Like, you helped her get undressed to shower. You chugged the champagne bottle in the bathroom. You ate a tub of ice cream. I understand the point is to say, like, they were close. But later we find out that James is a piece of shit too. Sorry. She made the right call saying no. Oh, for sure. Because throughout the entire movie, he like, you can tell he was an asshole to her. Not just tonight. He like gaslights her, manipulates her, like talks to her like she's a fucking child. I was trying to think like, what would I do if you told me no? The last thing you want to do is continue to hang out. I think. Well, that's what makes it awkward, right? Because clearly you came on a road trip to this wedding. That's why you don't propose at someone's fucking wedding. He could have called the Uber, but it still is an eight. I don't think Uber was Taxis existed. But taxis did exist. Yeah, you're right. Would you go back with that person? I feel like after that, I'd be like, hey, friend, can I get a ride somewhere? Yeah, assuming that they did do it at the wedding. Yeah. Why still drive home together? Yeah. That puts her in a weird situation, too, because she didn't plan on this being how she gets home. Exactly. Like, sending her to a hotel or something, too, is kind of shitty. He has all her stuff back there. Regardless, they're there having a moment. Also, have you noticed this movie takes every opportunity possible to undress Liv Tyler? Literally for no reason. <laughs> and then it does it again at the last minute. I didn't even notice that. But yeah. You're like, they undressed her and changed her again. Like, yeah. What? Why? I mean. You're going to stab her anyway. <laughs> you're going to murder me anyway. You might as well murder me in comfortable clothes. I feel like we make that <laughs> statement all the time. <laughs> she gets out of the bath. She's still wearing the dress because she's like it makes me feel pretty and i was like bullshit me and you both were like bullshit the first thing you want to do when you're dressed fancy is get out Hell of that clothes. yeah i literally can't even wait getting out of the building of work that without taking my clothes off yeah you literally come home and start getting naked from i'm the already door. naked when i get here. <laughs> you left your trail of clothes all the way from work to the house yeah if you wanted to find where i work just follow the clothes trail <laughs> <laughs> they have a further awkward conversation she essentially just tells him i wasn't ready he tries to give her the ring and his like i can't keep this which agreed i told you i'd feel weird keeping a ring that someone told me no or i'd try to return it i don't know if it's allowed to return a ring that's what he says too he's like i can't return it i, I don't know if you could or couldn't but you could definitely resell it somewhere else probably and pawn it or something yeah probably wouldn't get your full money no but you'd get something huh huh she's clearly sorry because she loves him but she's just not ready which is fair they start like hugging and making out and they're about to do it right and that's when the first knock on the door happens and we get the is tamara here yeah you can't see the girl's face she's outside and he's playing with the light switch because the bulb is kind of loose screws it in once she's gone i'm pretty sure she did that so probably so her face is invisible they're like okay well See you later. And they close the door and they're spooked a little bit, but not really. I wouldn't answer the door because they mention it's four in the freaking morning. Oh, for sure. I'm like, why are you not? I don't answer the door and it's daylight. It's the middle of the day and we weren't expecting anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but my dad would hear people knock the door and just straight run to the bedroom. No one's here. Everybody shut the hell up. Turn the TVs off. <laughs> 
the anti-social king that he was. <laughs> I'm serious. I think it became part of me too because I'll do the same thing. Probably not here because we would know if people were coming because we're so far. Yeah, and people literally can't get in the building unless they notify us that they're coming. Right, and there's cameras everywhere, so I wouldn't really be too worried here. But with you looking at the window, it makes me think someone climbed our balcony. It was one of the things I That's thought about. That's the one that would scare me, yeah. the reason we live on the second floor is because a lot of the places we had seen, we weren't allowed to do home security, mm -hmm. and they were at ground level. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be ground level with no security. Because there's also curtain walls. It'd be easy to come and kill somebody. This is just us being spooked. Super paranoid. Because I'm sure other people don't really think about that, but we do. I don't know. Do you think <laughs> it's like from growing up in like not the best neighborhoods that we think like this? We got broken into a couple years before I did move out. And I remember we didn't have security before that and we had security afterward. And now it's like a default for me to want security. I know some people think it's a waste of money. When we used to tell people like we got security after that, they were like, for what? It's such a waste of money. No one's ever broken into my house. Until it's like, yeah, it happens. Well, no one ever broke into our house either. Piece of shit. No, we had security for a while because same thing. We thought someone was scoping out the house because it was snowing and we found fingerprints on our windows in the kitchen. And oh, you know, man. they're like not ground level windows. They're pretty high up. I remember we had like furniture outside in the back. So my parents like yeeted the furniture out mm. so people couldn't stand on there and like look in. And we got security after that. It is one of those things that I think until it happens to you, you don't do it. I don't want to judge you guys, but you also don't have a closed fence. I have so. told my parents to get one <laughs> since the beginning of time. We should probably cut that because I yeah. don't want people to be like, where do your parents live? Mm. <laughs> they seem kind of available to be well, wrong. Well, I'd, I'd like them to be brave enough to go to the south side to Chicago first. Come at me first, though. <laughs> yeah, catch me outside. How about that? Listen, a lot of friends or family who already listen to this live there, so they're fine. <laughs> yeah. How do we get on this house? Oh, you don't answer the door at four in the morning. No. <laughs> also, I hate that these big ass houses in these movies always have the lights on. I've heard people say like, no, you just leave your lights on and people always think there's someone home. No, you turn all your lights off so that they think everyone's asleep. No, my parents are one of those people who have the security on, but they leave the living room lights on. So someone thinks that there's really? always people there. Hmm. I see the opposite cause if I see the lights off and it's nighttime, I'm assuming everyone's asleep at home. But we would, if we left the house, we would leave lights on. Yeah, that's what I mean. Whenever we would not be home for the evening, my dad would be like, turn on the lights so people but, think we're home. But as a burglar at 4 a.m., I'd assume everyone's asleep. asleep and they're home. If I'm a burglar and it's 4 a.m. and the lights are on, I'd be like, that's weird. There's probably no one home. They're fucking... Which is what they were doing. In the whole house. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah? It's what they were doing in the kitchen. That's true. On the piano. Yeah. You got to hear the sounds of sex. <laughs> the, <laughs> the sweet music. <laughs> but... We're not even past like, the We're really page. not because <laughs> yeah. it's just so bad and we're just going to make fun of it. After this, the mood's ruined and they're definitely not going to do it anymore. She makes a comment where she's like, I'm out of cigarettes. She wasn't. She pulls a cigarette out later. Because it makes no sense. She's like, I'm out of cigarettes. And he's like, okay, I'll go get you some. And she's like, oh no, that's not what I wanted. It's clearly what she wanted. She looked at the cigarettes. She looked at him and was like, bitch, I'm out of cigarettes. <laughs> but I'm not out of cigarettes. But I'm not though. I just want you. To, it, it, I just want you to leave. It's kind of hinted that maybe she just wanted him to leave. The last day of their life was not a good one all around no but he does is like okay cool i'll be back chug champagne and then get driving the car. what a douche while he's gone she's trying on the ring and it seems like it's too small and it gets stuck on her finger another boring sequence of her just walking around the house Drinking a Corona light. There's a lot of, what do you call it? Uh, Mundane things that they do. Isn't there a term for it? It's like white space or something like that. It's just a lot of time spent for filler? nothing. Yeah, filler in a movie that's only an hour and 25 minutes. And that one hour 25 is including credit time, I think. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think what they're trying to do is like paint that during your mundane life 
like something terrifying could be going on. We know what we're getting into in this movie. Like we <laughs> you already don't need know. that world building, <laughs> okay? You don't need that world building. Our <laughs> lives already are boring enough. I do that shit too. Like, come on now. Just cut to the good stuff. The giant bang at the door happens again. Mm -hmm. Again, I wouldn't have answered. This is the second time in the night. They're like, is Tamara home? And she's like, you already came to this house. And she's like, are you sure? She locks the door. Barely. It wasn't locked up to my default is to enter this house and lock, lock the, door the door immediately. Yeah. When the door is not locked, I'm like, who the fuck didn't do this? It was Loki. Was this you? Who left the keys in the door, Loki? Okay, baby. One time we went like two hours and it was on the door. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so she spooked. The idiot started a fire without opening the vents for the fire because a huge billow of smoke is going around the house and she's trying to open it up and then turn off the... Fire alarm. She's trying to take it off oh. and it falls. And in that instant, there's a hard bang on the door. She immediately gets scared because it's a louder bang. It's not just a knock. She runs to her phone, puts it on the charger because it's low battery. It's dead. Which I was like, <laughs> bullshit, those phones used to last forever. <laughs> was it a Nokia, do you know? It must have not been. You know, because they just have battery today. Yeah. And they're somewhere in the ground. Have you seen those videos of like how to destroy a Nokia? And, and it's, it's like impossible. Intense. Yeah. You go back to those stuff. Yeah, you literally touch your phone and it breaks. If you have an iPhone, I think. Because I've done some, at least once a week, I drop my Android. And it's got a little bit of dents in it but knock on wood it's still kind of okay <laughs> you look at it right now and it shatters it just breaks because i looked at it yeah turns into dust she with the house phone calls james which would not be who i call i would have called the cops the cops because this woman's roaming asking for someone i would assume she's like not okay i saw a tiktok like this actually a couple days ago did i send it to you i don't know is she... it about safety is it about safety no yeah. no this lady's uh, i think the local junkie starts knocking on her door because she's like screaming and throwing things at her window she has a uh, ring camera she seems like drunk or something out of it. with her yeah could just be one of those horror tiktok things but do you remember when it was my i think it was like my 23rd or 24th birthday and me and my friends had stopped at a walgreens to get some things before going to eat and this woman oh, yeah. tried to like rob me or something but like this woman was very short i'm short too i'm like five one but this woman was like four nine and was trying so to much like shorter yeah four nine is really short <laughs> <It> okay is. <laughs> <laughs> she was short it was at least i had shorter than me she thought i was alone and she was harassing me and harassing me and like she's like i'm gonna kill you i have a knife i have a gun and i was like Bit. yeah i was laughing because i oh. <laughs> You can't be doing hard crimes when you're four nine, y'all. No one will take you seriously. I could have been. I will in kill everyone in this bitch tonight using that Kevin Hart. Yeah, <laughs> and then his legs are swinging. That was literally this lady. She was saying all these things to me, and I just could not take her seriously because in my mind I was like, if this woman had a gun, if this woman had a weapon and was trying to get me out of the store, she would have pulled it on me first thing. Not trying to like say these things. I wasn't alone. When she found me, I was alone, and I think she thought I was there. But I was literally with three other friends at the time. I was worried because I thought this woman was unwell or on drugs, mm -hmm. <laughs> like the TikTok you're saying, and she could do something, but luckily I was with a group of friends. My other friend came out of the bathroom. She was the reason I was waiting there. And she was like, who's this lady following us? And I looked at her like, we cannot leave this store. Like I made us wait and not leave the store while we met up with our other two friends. They were looking at us like, what the fuck is going on? Jessica said I was afraid and she turned to like a manager or something and she's like, this woman's following us. <laughs> and then the woman got like so scared. I could hear Jessica. Yeah. Oh, that. Jessica is <laughs> bad. Like I never had a big sister. Jessica's technically a month <laughs> younger than me, but Jessica has defended me like I'm her little sister. I can hear her in my head. She's That's like, scary. this woman's following us. She was like, no, I'm not. And I was like, yes, she was. She said she had a weapon. And Eric, the way that this manager looked at this lady was like, <laughs> she was in this store every weekend doing uh -oh. this to somebody because he looked at her like you again. And then we just left. 
and I went to dinner. I know I got yelled at because everyone was like, you should have made a police report. I didn't want her to be even angrier with me because she clearly saw my face. She yeah. clearly knew who I was. What a side story. I <laughs> like, what are we doing anymore? But yeah. yes, people on drugs are something scary. You don't know and you should call the cops if someone's roaming your house and you just think they're on drugs. What we're trying to say is it crazy out here, y'all? It's better to be safe than sorry is the you point. You just never know who you run into. This is probably not as intense as yours because no one threatened me. But, <laughs> but I remember getting off the train and I was like literally just walking. You know, you get off the, the platform, you can go one way or the other. And I was just walking to the exit. People walk in line because you're all getting off the going train. You're all way. going one direction. And this guy in front of me turns around and he's like, why the fuck you following me? And I was like, what? I didn't even think he was talking to me because I, I was just walking. I was like a good five, six feet away from him. But he was just so pissed and was like, look, man, I don't know you. And I was like, dude, I'm just trying to leave. <laughs> if you were six feet away, you were technically still social distancing. Yeah. And again, we're all walking in the same direction. I don't know. I'm, I'm suspicious of people behind me too, but... But when you're all leaving the same way, yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy how triggered people can be or how crazy they can be too. Which is why you call the cops immediately. Okay, so she doesn't call the cops. She calls James and is like, someone's knocking. He doesn't believe her. He's like, what? What are you talking about? No, what do you mean? Someone's in the house? No, there's no way. If you called me and said, hey, someone's in the house, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? Call the cops. Right now. Hang up with me and call, call, call the, cops. the cops. But here's the thing why you shouldn't disbelieve it. If you were here and we both heard this woman, saw this woman knocking oh, yeah, for, for sure. someone and I called you, I'm like, she's back. Oh, that's the first thing you should say. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. She's like, the woman's back. And, and he's, he's like, like no way. what are you talking about? No way. <laughs> why would she lie? <laughs> and then she should have been like, see, this is why I wouldn't fucking marry you. <laughs> <laughs> she should have. <laughs> but she's like, stay on the phone with me. And he clicks. I don't think is he clicks. Is it that he clicked or that the phone stopped working? I think working? the landline got cut. Because her cell phone's not charged at this point. So she lights a cigarette, even though she just sent him for cigarettes. She walks to the kitchen, lights a cig, and this is the first moment of horror other than the knock at the door because the masked man is in the background in one of the corners mm -hmm. in the wide shot of the kitchen. She's turned around. I, again, I don't understand her lack of panic in this because right after getting off the call, if someone's been banging on the door and it's a weird-ass situation, I don't think that you'd be so chill just walk around the house after that. She turns around, hears another bang at the door and hears metal clanking. She then grabs a knife. I would have been had a knife. There's a fireplace, there's probably a poker, right? Oh, like yeah, there's, absolutely. there's a couple just of things. Just leave it in the fire for a quick second. I think because she lights a cigarette, she is stressed out. Smokers, I guess, reach for them. I think that is probably one of the scariest scenes here. You last night were like, oh, no, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> there is that unsettling factor of being in your home and someone else is in the home with you. My issue is, in this film, in this universe, do we just assume that footsteps don't exist? You definitely hear noise you when someone's in a would home. hear footsteps. I don't know. I don't want to say that because worse things have happened to people for less. Do you know what I mean? Like home invasions do happen where people get killed. And I don't want to say like it is easy to hear people because people have been caught like this, right? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like this. There's points in this film where I'm like, okay, but you got to understand they're panicking and like they're not thinking straight. But then I'm also like, no. <laughs> I think one time we did have a situation here in the house where I was like, what if someone got in the house? While we were up, we even checked the patio at night, remember? And I like opened the blinds quickly because I was like, if someone's there, my thought was if I break into this house, I would hide on the patio at night because I'm less likely to look out onto the patio with the blinds closed. Yeah. And I just quickly opened the blinds because I was like, they're probably outside. If anyone's here, they're inside or they're in the closets. But like my method of checking the closets is not like sneaking and then slowly opening the door. It's, it's fucking 
you know, because you don't want to give them a moment of plan. If you go slowly, you're giving them time to get ready. Listen, I hope we never find out how we are in a home invasion. At some point, I think James says this, like, it's us versus them. It's definitely them because I'm not letting them kill me. He says that too, and then... And then kills his friend. Kills his friend. (laughs) So, yes, he is in the background and not doing anything to her. This is where you, as a viewer, realize, oh, they are fucking with them. They Mm -hmm. want to, like, scar them emotionally and mentally first, and then they're going to kill them. Yeah. She grabs the knife because another knock at the door. She notices that the fire alarm's on the chair, and she has a moment of realization that someone's in the house. She goes and runs to her phone, and her phone's off the charger. She goes up to the window because she hears more banging and throws back the curtain. And I think in most horror movies, you don't expect the person to be there, but they were right there, and she's screaming. (laughs) There's so many windows in this house. I went into this thinking that it was something paranormal, maybe. You know, like there's mm. black-eyed children who knock on hotel, Ooh, hotel doors. I want to see a black-eyed children movie. I was trying to picture them outside and what they were doing. Because it's like, you got to run around this whole house and see where she is so you can like be in the right window. <laughs> I think, yeah, at one scene towards the end where she's kind of like, I'm going to die and barricades herself in one of the rooms. I think I was even making fun of it to you because I was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. As killers, me and you, we're going to like burst this door open, but we're not going to be in the doorway. It's going to be hilarious because she's going to freak the fuck out. All right, ready? Let's let's do it. That's how I imagine that conversation going. But right. The door slightly opens in the front. She approaches. I thought maybe it was going to be James because I was like, I'd be ready to stab whoever walks in. But it's not. It's the face of the pinup girl. And she slams it shut. Locks it again. Why was it open again? I think because she like the girl outside. Either they know how to pick the locks or they put but it's so much one force. Of the, it's one of the bar locks though. Don't know how they did it. I haven't broken into a home. I can't tell you. Right after that, there's the loud crashing, knocking, metal clanking, and like the loud noise intensifies. James walks in. This is the part that I was thinking like, how could he have missed them? They must have seen him coming and he... dispersed. Okay, but the the way that it, the movie kind of makes it seem is that that loud is like right is happening right as he walks in. He's approaching the house and would have seen them outside, I think. No? But he's an idiot. He is an idiot, obviously. Because he, okay, after he walks in and sees what she's done, she's cut her hand because she's trying to turn off the lamp or whatever. He really does not believe her that something's going on. He thinks she's like overreacting to something. He's like, what are you talking about? There's no one in the house. Stop. Yeah, stop. Oh, that's how you talk to a freaking child. And like, that. you shouldn't talk to your child like that. But the way he talks to her, I'm like. There's... Like an older sibling telling your younger sibling to stop crying. Stop. Stop. Something worse. Yeah. Just like, I think you're trash and I need you to stop doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Judgy. He looks throughout the whole house and she's telling him like something's happening. He said yesterday, like, what to do? She doesn't believe her. He's looking throughout the house because he doesn't believe her. I would look throughout the house because I believe you, but also we need to find out who's here. No, we don't. We do. We do not. We do, because they're gonna stay in the house. Even if you call the cops, they're still in here with us. But she had a plan. She had barricaded herself in the room. She put the sofa in front of it. And he like moved it and he was like, Stop, that's fucking stupid. And then walked out. <laughs> this is why you died first, dude. They end up in the garage and she's like not even listening to him because he's an idiot. And she goes to the opening in the garage and sees the girl standing out there. And he's still kind of like berating her like nothing's happening. And then he sees her too. Again, trying to think about how the killers are outside planning to see where they are. They had to be like, well, where are they right now? Oh, they're in the garage. Okay, like stand over Yeah, so many things would have had to come into play. <laughs> okay, stand over there because you're probably going to look out the window. One of us needs to be outside every window just in case they see us. <laughs> there's only three of us and there's like 50 windows. Fuck, run, run! <laughs> they're also out of breath. <laughs> look scary, be still. <laughs> Take a hit of their inhaler. <laughs> That's why they have masks, so they're just <laughs> <laughs> hyperventilating under the mask. Oh my god. <laughs> the thing 
that pisses me off about this scene is that the idiot's like, should I go talk to her? What? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that either. She's like, what do they want? And he's like, I don't know, but people like that don't want anything. We also get the quick scene of her cell phone being in the fire. Meanwhile, he's like, I'm gonna go get my phone from the car. This part pissed me off because she's like, but they stole my phone. They probably took your phone too. He's like, there's no one even in the house, dumbass. We're literally seeing people well, out the right, window. After all the things that have happened, there's no reason at all to disbelieve her the way he does in this movie. Even after things are already happening. Yeah. You've literally seen the lady out there with a mask on. Because there's like denial of something happening. Sure, you could be in disbelief. But then he like uses this as an excuse to go make horrible decision after horrible decision. <laughs> What an idiot. So he goes outside anyway. He goes outside anyway. And, and his they car's him. fucked up. And he approaches it. I wouldn't approach it. I'd be like, okay, my car's fucked up. Let me get back Clearly inside. Clearly this is something <laughs> malicious. But he goes to the car and tries to move the car back and forth. The tires are clearly slashed. Creepily, there's a hand approaching his collar. And he, he gets spooked. Pokes him. He turns around. There's no one there. Yeah, what'd they do? Fucking sprint? <laughs> right. You would see it. He sees the girl at the distance. Kristen's like... Hey, what's going on? He's like, hey, get back inside. He sees some sprinting because he can't see the figure. The girl who he could see on the sidewalk is gone. Makes his way back into the house. And he gets mad at Kristen for like bringing him back into the house. He still doesn't believe her. Yeah, even though your car is fucked. I don't understand this. Me movie. neither. Anyway, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, we need to go. They start backing up. They have a truck that they see coming towards them, ramming them in the back. The lights turn off and they can see her mask in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. They try to go forward. The masked man is in front. So, mistake number 10,000. <laughs> this man's in front of you. You're in a car. I am running your ass over. Slash tires or not. Okay, I was gonna say, I don't know if with slash tires that you could really take off. You'd still probably hurt them because they're like right in front of you. If they don't jump fast enough, yeah, I guess, but... You wouldn't try it though? You wouldn't I, at I mean, least yeah, try it? Yeah, I would it? try it. They could do it. Because here. they're in like a foresty area. You're gonna tell me you can't ram them into a tree somewhere? <laughs> or into the fence. Yeah. Listen, I would just try everything and anything and they're not here. One thing I don't want to miss saying was that Kristen's character keeps saying why are they doing this I don't think I would ask this question it's basically what James says he's like it doesn't matter it does it does not matter people are evil for the sake of being evil you don't need to understand whether them. they have a reason or not they're trying to kill you yes you can ask questions later if you've survived they run back into the house after this which these people are right on their tail and they let them run away so many times because again they're torturing them for fun Kristen starts asking him like doesn't your dad have a gun or something and he answers like an asshole again and he's i'm like, looking for it Kristen. shut up and i'm like why weren't you looking for this fucking hours ago you idiot <laughs> yeah i don't believe her yeah but then they have to find the bullets in like another part of the house which, smart on his dad, I guess. Yeah. So the kids don't, because he says that when he was a kid, he used to see the gun. And then he yeah. he talks about how he doesn't know how to shoot a gun. And she's like, you said you used to go hunting with your dad. He's like, yeah, well, I thought it made me sound cool. But Which, like, would never impress a woman ever. Like, maybe not here, but I feel like maybe, maybe, out, in, maybe out in, in the, the country, South, maybe. In the country. They probably know how to shoot a gun, too, then. Which oh. might be the case, because Kristen's the one who loads the gun. Was it that he didn't know how to load it? Is that what it was? Or was it so. that he didn't know how to shoot it? Either way. Either way, he sucks. He lied in the <laughs> beginning, okay? At this point, that they decide to kind of hide it out in one of the rooms with the gun. Their back's against a flat surface mm -hmm. where nothing can come up behind them. Yep. They have a good plan here. For the most part, gun pointed at only opening. Before this happens really quick, the masked dude with an axe is trying to break in. I saw that it was apparently a nod to The Shining. Yeah, you could tell. Because he's trying to break the door down with an axe. And their immediate response is to barricade it with the shelf while they can prepare the Was gun. it the piano? No, I think it was a like a cabinet. I thought they barricaded with the piano. It looked heavy. I don't know how two people would be able to push it in front of something oh, that fast. Man, pianos are fucking heavy. I argue they probably could have loaded the gun as soon as they found the bullets, but... 
Yeah, because oh, well. we had time to talk about how he's a fucking liar. <laughs> we got time to talk about how you lied to me, but not love this gun. <laughs> they have the gun facing the only other entrance. If the friend didn't come, I think they could have survived the night like this, but... If you haven't seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia, every episode starts with, the gang did this. So I wrote down in my notes, the gang walks in on a home invasion. <laughs> because it's Dennis. Dennis, yeah. I love this guy. He basically shows up to the front of the house, and he's calling James, and he's like, hey man, I'm here picking you up. It's definitely his Dennis character, because it's the same attitude that he has <laughs> in the show. And then suddenly, uh, something crashes through the window, and he gets out of the car, and is like, what the hell? And then notices the car in the driveway that's messed up, slowly approaches the house, suspiciously kind of calls out for James, calls Kristen, no sound. At this he point, doesn't call out for them. He does. Oh, he, he calls does? them outside. Okay. But inside, he's super quiet. He walks in, there's like a crowbar on the steps leading into the house. Yeah. This scene is creepy because there's a lot of noise from the music, and it's very quiet. He's not yelling James, he's not yelling Kristen. He starts to see signs inside the house, too. There's broken glass on the floor. Things around the house look Clearly weird. something went wrong here. Yeah. When he enters the house, I think it's creepy when there's a shadow and oh, then she comes yes. out of the shadow. And when he's inside the house, the masked man's also walking quietly behind, behind him. him. And he's walking through the house suspiciously. Ooh, the thing that pisses me off is he's like almost going to turn around, but doesn't. I'm assuming that the point is if he doesn't walk all the way and get shot, he's going to turn around and notice him. So I have to be ready to attack him. To get him out of the picture. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of messed up because he doesn't yell. I think had he yelled James Kristen, maybe he would have gotten killed by the mask guy anyway. But I think as soon as he would have yelled, the mask guy would have killed them. The mask guy would have killed them, but they would have probably still stayed in the room. Do you think they would have? If they recognized it was their friend, they would have run out. If they they had... still had a vantage point though because... because... If they ran out and saw both of them in the hall, they could shoot. Meanwhile, the other guy's yeah. trying to kill Yeah, attack the, the other guy. Yeah. yeah. But then there's the other two girls and you don't know where they are. I would argue, though, like their plan would have worked if their friend didn't come to help. Staying yeah, in the room. The How lucky of the killers that this friend came. Because if not, they would have had to leave. So what happens is exactly what you predicted. Mm. The friend walks to the entrance and James shoots him. Kristen's one who notices he didn't he have a didn't mask. He didn't have a mask. He goes to see that it's Mike. Kristen's like, what's happening? And is making her way out. He fucking tackles her to the ground. He's like, don't look. <laughs> and starts punching the fucking wall. Oh, <laughs> starts punching starts her. Starts punching her. I mean, almost. Basically, yeah. I don't understand why he did this. Because if they were going to leave the room anyway, she was going to see that it was Mike. Yeah, he's gonna see what happens. Without hesitation, leaves the room. And then she follows him. Mm -hmm. What was the point of attacking her? Anyway, <laughs> he is not a good person. There is a radio, like a two-way radio, where they could call for help. Makes his way out there, leaving her by herself and taking the gun with him, further proving that he's awful. If they're in the house, what does leaving her behind do? Sacrificing her so you can get help. Trash. Again, I thought that he was in on it, so I was suspicious. That would have been a good whole... twist, honestly. Yeah. Would have been better than what we got. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that, and that, like, the masked man was Mike or something. Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> yeah, he comes up from the ground, Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. Michael Myers style. No. And puts on the mask. Jigsaw style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The killer's been in the room the whole time. The whole time? I mean, he has. He shot him in the face with a paint gun. That would have been a great movie. I want to see that movie. <laughs> yeah. Before he walks out of the house, he also sees behind one of the curtains, the glass says, killer. Like, they're judging him for having killed this Judgy. friend. Some judgy murderers. Oh, damn, piece of shit. You killed your friend. Fuck. Also, kind of fucked up. Wouldn't you be like, his car? I'm gonna take his car. I'm gonna take his car. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. The friend's car. You gotta look for his keys, even if you left them in the car. Like, they're probably still in there. They're either in there or... Or maybe the thought is they already messed up my car, so I'm assuming they took his car too. I don't know. But that's never shown. Instead of going to the barn. It's a lot of wasted time. If you think there's a radio in the barn that you could possibly ask for help versus the 
car because that you have a gun piece. we could be like run for it if i see anyone i'm sure no. shooting them we get in the car at least they clearly don't have guns themselves james makes his way out to the barn and he comes across one of the masked girls and immediately doesn't shoot her no he kind of like hides why is she in the barn yeah what is she doing what has she been doing this whole time she's just kind of been chilling in the background because if you want to say okay well she went to the barn to see if anyone else was there they would have done that earlier she has a flashlight and she walks out of the barn door and is just standing around looking dumb i don't know that they knew how to make these characters do what they were doing for any reason unless it's just to say they're maybe insane. that's part of what makes them scary There's you don't no even logic. know why they're doing anything yeah <laughs> ever Maybe she was like scoping it out because there's a later scene where Kristen does go into the barn as well. But why not destroy the radio? From the then. beginning. And then she shows up and it's already destroyed and then it's like, uh, oh, same, no. same impact. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> His character finally gets ready to kind of shoot at her and the burlap sack man sprinting freaking get out style. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was him, but he's in the house with her. So I think it was the blonde. I swear it was the man. I, I swear too. I swear I thought it was the man too, but he's in the house with her. Okay, we gotta rewatch this scene. Yeah. He's I in thought the house by that her. point he had left the house because she was like also having her own episode outside in the grass. But Whoever I, he fights, he, <laughs> he shoots the weapon off and that's what makes her get afraid and leave the house. Mm-hmm. And she runs and busts her shit. I would absolutely do this. I did this when like we first moved in here. And we were taking Loki to the bathroom. Peter Griffin outside for a while? Yeah. And Loki thought you were playing? Yeah. He was still a real little puppy at that point. Oh, he was tiny. Mm-hmm. She messes up her leg, though, and she's crawling. And I think this scene's also pretty creepy because you can see that the one girl's behind her walking. And then when she turns around, there's no one there. I get that we're supposed to suspend disbelief and say that she just doesn't know these people are behind them. But there are leaves on the ground. Yeah, you would have definitely You would have heard the crunching behind you. I get that you're also making a lot of noise crawling, but I think you hear additional noise. I like how I'm talking so much shit. Like I didn't say at the beginning of the episode that I can't place direction when I hear it. But you still hear somebody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just be looking everywhere like, where the fuck? (laughs) They can't see that, but Eric just flailed around all over the place. (laughs) That'd be you. Yep. Fucking Snow White running through the... (laughs) That would be me. (laughs) She crawls her way to the barn where she finds the radio. She's kind of trying to mess with it and call for help. And you get like this one moment of glimmer of hope that someone answered and she's trying to answer back and they're like, where are you? And that's when the mask smashes the radio. Because at this point, the pinup girl hadn't really pinpointed where she was. She was also walking through the barn suspicious a little bit and clinging things. But the moment the radio went off. Obviously, that's where she was. She's really close behind her, smashing this radio, but still allows her to go back into the house. And they cut off the lights. This is the scene that I found most unsettling is when she's in the pantry hiding, also miraculously able to walk again at this point. She is watching through the pantry the burlap sack man walking around the house looking for her and just like sitting down. I don't know why this was the scene that made me feel like uncomfortable. Maybe it's like knowing that you're watching someone who's trying to kill you. When they broke into our house a couple years back, I know that my mom's biggest thing was someone is in the house, sees your photos, sees you, sees everything about you and you know nothing about them their intentions that they've been in your home been around your space and invaded it and you know nothing about what they're capable of is the scarier part i agree that's super violating it's the place you're supposed to be safe in this is not their house yeah that that was gonna say that's the issue though it's not their house it's his parents like vacation home i don't know but still there's that element that she doesn't know 
who they even are. Mm-hmm. For this character to take a break and sit down. Just chill a minute. And you think she's safe, but then the blonde girl... Yeah, the bug's back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't smack anything. <laughs> That's how you smacked a beer out of my hand one time. <laughs> I mean, it is. It, it ferments the beer further. Then you should have left it. <laughs> it's on my mic. It's trying to like get in on this podcast. It also has opinions. These yeah. people suck. They kill my friends. <laughs> okay. You think she's going to be like, okay, hiding out in there. But then the blonde just comes out of nowhere and smacks the crap out of the pantry. And it's so chaotic. I don't know how they break the boards of this pantry either. If it was her or if it was the blonde. (laughs) But she runs out of there. And that's when the burlap sack man throws James on the floor. And James is telling her to run. Again, she yells, why are you doing this? And And she's like, you're going to die. I think if someone told me that, I'd be like, so are you one day, motherfucker. I don't care. I think this scene is also funny because... The girl in the blonde haired mask grabs that giant knife and then she turns around quickly to the drawer and pulls out like a butter knife kind of. <laughs> My point was like the girl's like really sexual with the knife running it around everything. So you like get that they're like excited by this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it sucks. She's got like a tiny butter knife. It sucks. Because size matters apparently. Apparently. When murdering. Girth. It was girth, not size. <laughs> she runs into one of the rooms. But they kick the door down and they're not there. She tries to run out and they body slam her like straight like into the wall and knock her out. And she just weakly gets tries dragged. to grab onto things. And then it's the morning. I think why this movie does this is because in so many horror movies, once the sun comes up, the horror is done. Like only bad things can happen to you at night. But they've kept them alive till the morning. I think it was like done on purpose on mm-hmm. their part. They are tied up to chairs. They put her back in her dress for some fucking reason. They filmed this chronologically too. So if you wanted to say it was like error in the filming, it's not. No, it was a choice that they made. And then this is where we get the tagline of this movie pretty much. Where once again, she asks, why are you doing this to us? And then the Tamara girl is like, because you were home. And that's it. That's it. Just because. And I get that it's supposed to be terrifying that, and it is. That's the impact. That. Someone could choose to do this to you for no rhyme or reason, and they will. Did she need to ask it the entire fucking movie? (laughs) So many people are into, like, true crime and serial killers now that they would not ask this question. I'd be like, what, mommy didn't fucking love you? Is that why you're killing me? You're so basic. Bundy did this in the 70s. (laughs) Isn't that a scary movie? Yeah. (laughs) Something like that, right? Where one of the characters is, like, literally dying, and she's like, well, the character's like, why won't you die? No, I think it's actually like Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey where she's like psychoanalyzing them as they're doing things. She's like, it's probably because mommy didn't love your dad did this to you when you and she's still crazy. I feel like that would be a lot of people now. Yeah. They wouldn't ask why. So they are stabbed to death sitting in these chairs. While kissing. While like he notices that she has the ring on and she's like, I love you. And he's like, I love you. Little does he know that it's on her because she couldn't get it off because it was too tight. (laughs) <laughs> kind of a bummer mm. that's how you end up married <laughs> so now we're here couldn't get off because it was too tight yeah wouldn't like, it be the opposite you could get off because it's so tight did you ever watch shows like <laughs> like a thousand ways to die and like er nightmares and stuff no okay because there's one where like these people were on like a lot of drugs and they got stuck having sex there's literally a scene in american horror story too is it it's not that they got stuck but they get murdered while doing it and oh. they find the bodies like that i don't remember that which season was that Wait. i think that was hotel hotel yeah oh maybe i don't remember that season that well yeah i just lady remember gaga lady gaga them. that's yeah. all i remember lady gaga's season. <laughs> love her would let her murder me <laughs> yeah while doing me <laughs> <laughs> that is what she does with her i'm not upset partner <laughs> 
If if you go to the gates of hell or heaven and they're like, so how'd you die? And you're like, well, I got murdered by Lady Gaga. Well, by vampire Lady Gaga. They would be like, that's pretty awesome. Well, you know what? Good for you. Heaven was on earth. Why not just send you back? <laughs> you peaked. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't even know that these places can beat that. <laughs> I think we're messed up. <laughs> not the point of this movie. They're stabbed to death. They take turns stabbing too. Then, you never really get like a good look at the characters either. Even though they take the masks off. I think the point is. Oh, like, yes. It doesn't even matter who did it. Yeah, I think. You know? I mean, I feel like you should know that you're going to get murdered up until this point. But the part where they take off their masks and show them who they are, it's very clear. It's because they're going to kill you. And it doesn't matter if you see their faces or not. And then the next scene is those two boys that we saw at the beginning. They are... Kids who are sent to be missionaries. They have Christian pamphlets, right? Yeah. The three drive up in the truck and they get out and they're each... One smokes a cigarette. One smokes. And the Tamara girl, who has like a very soft voice, goes up to them and is like, can I have one of those? And like one you of the boys, sinner? he's like, are you a sinner? And she's like, sometimes. And then one of the boys is watching all of them. Suspicious as fuck. Like yeah. this kid had more common sense than mean the couple. The crap out he's of like, what the fuck are you people doing here well i don't think he has bad reason to their windshield's broken not to say that windshield's broken means you're trash because i've had my windshield broken before and but it's like very broken like a giant hole so if you have a broken window a small broken window bb thinks fine. you're trash nah someone busted my <laughs> car the other day too <laughs> the car wash literally took your antenna off yeah and then someone uh, backed into my car in the parking lot <laughs> This kid is, like, very suspicious of them, though. And, like, they get back in the car, and they're like, next time it'll be easier. And they drive away. And I argue that it will not be easier next time. The more you do this, the more likely you are to get caught. Very true. But also, they have shown their faces to the only two other witnesses to this crime. Mm -hmm. And two, what are the odds that the next people you do this to are this fucking stupid? Right. Because they were stupid. Mainly James for not believing her from the beginning and getting es them out of there. Especially if your only method of selecting who you're going to go do this to is knocking to see if they're home. You could be walking in on the wrong person. Absolutely. There are trigger happy people who like you would knock the first time to be is Tamara <laughs> and a movie. <laughs> It's Fuzzy Lumpkins from the Powerpuff Girls. The kids walk in on the crime scene, and for some reason they go to touch the dead body, or perceived dead body. I thought maybe he was trying to close her eyes, or check her pulse. Check a pulse, maybe? Yeah. James's eyes are open. He's clearly dead. Mike's eyes are closed, too, though. I mean, he was shot. I'm sure he, like, you know, Oh, missed. he's like, you're dead, but yeah. he checks her because she's the least looking damaged, I guess? Possibly, he and, and he's right, because she shoots up Carrie-style out of the ground and grabs the kid screaming. A kid is going to need extensive therapy but yeah that's where the movie ends yeah well this movie's boring as shit i was gonna ask you for your final thoughts but i guess that's it <laughs> it's not that this idea is not scary mm -hmm. it's that this film was boring the way that they did it was boring there's like one or two three good little scary scenes there but the movie wastes a shit ton of time i agree there's like very unsettling things about it and we're talking a lot of shit. I'm sure if, like, we were in this situation, we would also make horrible decisions, right? For sure. But because we're watching a movie, and you, again, I think I said this at the beginning, you imagine a home invasion is a short, violent event, and this is people trying to terrorize them, like, for fun. So it has to be dragged out as much as possible to fill out an hour and 30 minutes. You fell asleep. 
I did. I fell asleep twice. I fell asleep when she's in the pantry, and I fell asleep when she's like roaming the house. Roaming the house, yeah. There's a lot again. There's a lot of just like nothing happening. Like the flashback in the beginning is like, why even include that? We're not saying this is not scary because we thought we heard a noise in the middle of recording, and we went out to check it. Clearly, it's making us paranoid. There is a sequel I think that came out like two years ago. Pray at night. I think is what the sequel's called. Yeah, we should check it out. Maybe it's better. There's really only one moment of fear like that where she's in the kitchen by herself and the dude's in the back like that's the only real to me, moment yeah that that's, that, the... that's where i was like fuck that yeah i read a review that was like the trailer was scarier than the movie was <laughs> <laughs> i think so too i remember that line because you were home is in the trailer and it's like it's the, a scary line it, it absolutely is but it's like the culmination of the movie and it's already in the trailer so would you rate it three i will i'll give it a four yeah <laughs> all right i guess should we talk about what scared loki nothing because it's how fucking boring this movie was actually he like pretty much just chilled out <laughs> in the living room the whole time like maybe he was interested in the knocks and random clanking but didn't really care yeah he, we even he, asked like if someone did this to us would he care we think if someone would come in at four in the morning like we've said this before he does bark when he and hears growl. people outside there's been people working construction outside our house for like a month and he barks and growls every time and i let him so that people know i'm not alone yeah <laughs> i don't want to find out if he's an amazing guard dog or not you want to growl for us loki i don't think he growls on command but i wish he did someone teach us how to teach him how to growl he on won't man. speak he refuses to speak he only did it one time in like one the first time. week i don't even think you were here but the first week that we got him i was washing dishes i was just trying to see if he would howl and i howled and he did twice and i was like oh my god he did it but he's never done it since after that and we've tried we've tried yeah we were looking at uh, adoptable dogs and one of them was a basset hound wiener dog yeah the shoon. and i'm like they would howl and then maybe to teach loki to howl but i don't think he's gonna do it anyway is that it yeah i think that's it for us cool. here as always we hope you guys had a good time here you can follow us pretty much anywhere at Shaken Not Scared Pod, except Twitter. We are Shaken Scared Pod. You can send us an email at shakennotscaredpod at gmail.com. You can support the show on Patreon. We'll name our next drink after you with mentions on our website where the drink page will live forever. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting sites Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, a bunch of others. Give us a listen, give us a follow, throw a low key treat. Like, rate, review us. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>